Welcome to Tweet the Leader, new podcast where we chat about realistic leadership theories. On today's podcast, we welcome individuals, diverse leaders, um, people just in general, connecting from a human connection, knowing that they have passion in a subject, topic, area of interest. And today we're going to be going back into community conversations. It's really important to learn how to be diverse and have an open perspective. And today we have the amazing Jonah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to um, mispronounce your last name, but I, I, I want you to say your last name for me so that I can make sure that I can know for the future. But Jonah, welcome on today's episode. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing, Templeton? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, my last name is pronounced Senyange. Senyange. Okay. Senyange. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So now, now I know, Mister Senyange, that I have, I have that. Um, and I will. It will take some time for sure. But I'm open. Um, now that we're talking about being diverse and open, I'm open to um pronouncing that name correctly. Um, in future conversations. Um, Juna, you know, sometimes I've been traveling and being in different tables and settings where we've been having different community conversations and why community is important and what it does and how it impacts other people around us. Um, You, as an individual, has a whole extensive background in equity, diversity, um, policy work, whatever. I, I can go, this can go on. But one thing to describe you that I've seen is that you're passionate about what you do. Um, I want to start this opening, massage this conversation into the first question as to what makes community so diverse in your in your personal perspective? Oh, thank you for that. Uh, when I think of community, it's honestly about shared interests, identity, and the different characteristics. Uh, one of the definitions around what community is, uh, is from a poet, Pauli Murray, and they define community as, and I quote, true community is based upon equality, mutuality, and reciprocity. So it affirms that richness of individual diversity as well as the human ties that bind us together. So individual diversity really means that cultural awareness, our beliefs, our languages. But in order to create community, we need to understand and learn about others, right? Mm -hmm. And to understand others, we need to know about ourselves. So who are you? What is it that makes you who you are? I always revert back to saying, you know what, even brothers raised by the same parents are never the same. When you look at like culture, we all are different in that way. But to create community, we need to really understand others as well as understand ourselves. So that, in my opinion, is what helps make communities diverse. That, 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 wow. You know, um, Jonah, being mindful of so much things that's going on in community um, and all that. I'm going to add this other question that I didn't even give you. Uh, like, it, it, it always goes on to, do you think that our communities are connected right now? How Do, do, you, do you feel connected with other communities here in Halifax? I'm coming from a different um, 
um, part of the province because I know you lived in Toronto, then you moved here and you moved other different. But do you feel that there's a community here in Halifax, Nova Scotia? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I said, communities around shared interests and identities and different characteristics. You see, like there's a huge African Nova Scotian community within mm-hmm. uh, Halifax that you wouldn't even find essentially elsewhere. There's also uh, when you think of like the LGBTQ community, when you think of like different avenues like that, uh, having lived in different other provinces, I've found communities easily built in Halifax and other places in in a sense of like on a rather global scale. But uh, that doesn't take away the fact that there's still communities in the bigger cities in the bigger provinces. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but you did, you did. Yeah, definitely, definitely you did. I think that that's really important. Um, and thinking from building, we're always building. I yeah. think that we're always building daily, monthly, every second, every minute, we're building. Um, and I've been talking about building from a human approach um, a lot. I think that that human approach, connecting with individuals, hearing their stories, hearing where they're coming from, um, learning about what they are doing and how it connects with all of the work that we are doing um, and stuff like that. Um, how do you build... That's the question. How uh, can we build, I, I, I would change that phrase, how can we build a better um, community by using human-centered approaches? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one because I think I got an, an aha moment recently from Ogie Jones who gave a wonderful keynote speech around empathizing with others. Mm. So when I think of building better community using a human-centered approach really it's focusing on creating better experiences for others building that resilience but that all stems from what i had mentioned earlier Uh, when you're trying to understand others it involves empathizing with others right Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, another key thing i learned from a friend was around focusing on the whys why do you want to do what you want to do when you get back to finding the reason for doing something, you're always going back and seeking those opinions. So when you think of human-centric uh, designs, especially coming from, like, let's say, a technology standpoint, it's always taking into account, okay, whom is this going to impact, right? Mm. Why are we doing it rather than... Yeah just doing it and hoping that you know it will work (laughs) talking about hope the other thing i always think about building communities with a human-centric approach is around optimism so believing that it is possible yeah a lot of times we want things to be done and have this crazy timeline of how fast we want it to be done right and in that, we lose sight of what is possibly ahead. Mm-hmm. But that optimism helps in like, keeping people uh, excited and engaged about the prospects that are there for community and building that resilience. Uh, a lot of communities have been through 
so much yeah but have you know have stayed together and stayed uh really uh gotten ahead simply because of that optimism of like you know it could be better so yeah yeah that, that that's so important and i love that you said knowing your why that 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 that's important and and i always try to say that to myself in my daily routine remembering my why my why is all the way back from being an island boy um back in the bahamas knowing that i have struggled um knowing in different ways of academia and in, in different ways of using my leadership skills to grow, to get here today, um, to be passionate, to do the work that I'm doing today um, through my, my family, um, who have been my why as well through their passion of education, their passion of wanting to grow into different ways of community um, and, and to developing that. It's, it's a part of who we are. It's a part of our story um, to help us to grow. And, you know, there's three questions that I always ask and you pinpoint a little bit of, of it is like why are you presenting what you are presenting why are you saying this what is this um, going to help community and how is this going to make community move forward that 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 considers us to move forward with community but also thinking about what is that message that you want people to hear when building and when trying to advocate for some type of cause um, to affect uh, a positive change in the community. And then knowing how this is all going to come together and how this is going to bring a community um, to unite and to feel that they're welcome, to feel that they're heard and stuff like that. So there, there's like so much um, areas that we can pull out um, of, of, of ways of how to build community. And what you shared today, Jonah, on that part is, is really important. It's just really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel that we're, we're, we're getting this way of telling our stories, telling impactful ways of community. And I want to ask a different question before I go into the other question, but I'm going to segment it as well. Like, how do stories help with community? How does storytelling help when, when going into community? How does that bring about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love that you mentioned that because I recently gave like a keynote uh, mm -hmm. on how storytelling is an important tool in driving diversity, equity, and inclusion. We all have stories that we carry. Sometimes some people think their stories are not, you know, good enough or they're not as impactful enough. Yeah. But I think of a story as it evokes some kind of emotion within people. Yeah. We talked about the human-centric approach and stuff like that. Through sharing stories, there's a connection that you build with people, right? right. Again, communities build around shared interests, identity. So you may mention something of like, oh, I've gone through this. And someone's like, I've been there. I can help you through that. And that's how you build either a mentorship uh, relationship or a networking relationship because you, you've been vulnerable enough to share what you've gone through. But someone's like, oh, I've been through that collectively. 
we can make it better that someone else doesn't have to go through that right so that's how storytelling is embedded in a lot of things to move the needle and if i if i can use it in that sense but even in terms of like building community right like i said when you we need to try and understand others and the best way you can do that is when you share your story but they also share their story right mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get that human connection i i also see it through my work where uh we've built it around the human centric approach just mm-hmm people know exactly whom they're dealing with and it helps to get work done. So, yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. really, yeah. yeah, it's really a powerful thing. And we could, honestly, we could go on for hours about the impact of storytelling, but in a nutshell, that is what, Mm-hmm. I think it is important for community building anyway, from that standpoint. Wow, that, that's really good. Um, it's good to hear um, that side, that point of view. You know, you're talking about your work and you mentioned uh, a bit about your work. I, I want to learn uh, what, what type of work that you're doing right now, what work and, and how is it being very impactful in the community? I know that you talked about doing a little bit of keynote, a little bit of um, pre- presentation. Let's talk about you now and, and what do you do in your work um, that helps build community? Yeah. Yeah. So I work for a firm, uh, P4G. So uh, it's a socially conscious recruitment firm. So uh, we're trying to, again, humanize the workplaces. Yeah. So doing things totally different from how they've been traditionally done because we know that the traditional way of doing things has excluded a lot of people from different opportunities. So in a day-to-day basis, uh, really, also we are a community interest uh, company, CIC for short, which one of the very few in Halifax, uh, where we're mandated to actually reinvest 60% of our profits into community Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's wonderful to be a part of something like that. Mm-hmm. When you're doing recruitment, we're trying to do values alignment recruitment. So staying away from hiring for culture fit, yeah. we don't like the word fit, but mm-hmm. hiring people for the contribution that they bring into the workplace, but how to get to that is through relationships, right? Yeah. We our process involves some kind of meditation mm-hmm. and then just like really hearing what people want. What is your ideal workplace? What do you want to get out of the job? What transferable skills do you have from either uh, your volunteering and everything like that? So yeah. throughout that process, you build such a connection with the candidates to be able to get them into those opportunities. And because we are trying to break a lot of different barriers, we've seen that now within the last year or so, over 70% of the people that we've placed into jobs are from equity deserving groups, which, and most of them are also within leadership positions. 
So it's moving the needle from a different standpoint. Uh, we also noticed that, you know what, as we were doing that recruitment, we were placing people into workplaces, but sometimes workplaces may not be ready. So we had to build out this diversity, equity, and inclusion wing uh, mm -hmm. to just like help employers with being able to, you know, embrace the differences yeah. with within our communities. Right. And yeah, it's it's been interesting on a daily basis. It's never the same, but there's a lot of like human interaction. There's a lot of research in terms of like what is really happening the trends and you know we have to keep up and always have kind of like better practices right mm -hmm. when when you think of like our communities and even individuals we're all different so the process is not cookie cutter in that way that like all everyone goes through exactly the same right. uh, experience Right. It's all different. Like even the same candidates going for the same job get a different experience out of it because right. it's about that values alignment, who they mm -hmm. are at the core of themselves as human beings yeah. uh, in relation to the job. I know you probably enjoy the work that you do. And yeah. when you have the passion to do the work that you do, yeah, it's something else. Right, and that is what really? we want everyone to be able to mm -hmm. to feel as they they go through this life. So mm -hmm. step by step, changing the way things are being done, uh, mm -hmm. the community both here in Halifax and around the country has been very receptive to the services that we offer, right. and we're only seeing great things from here on. And yeah, like, we'll, you know, be, you probably will see a lot of us in community too. Like I said, as a CIC, we, um, we, that is who we want to be, just like a part of our community uh, moving forward and have always been. And you can always check out the impact report that's also on the yeah. website on like the different things that have happened within the last few years. Yeah. Uh, we've only been in business for five years, but made some considerable changes. So that's yeah. amazing. It's all about the impact. It's all about the impact. And, and I love that you called the impactful report, um, which brings it more into impact perspective, which is really good. And I, I love that you touched base on that's the goal of trying to allow persons to feel passionate about what they do um, in their individual job. And I'm passionate about what I do at Team of Cooperative. And I say that um, loudly a lot. And it's not um, because I'm trying to get a, a job or a new promotion or something like that. I say it because I, I, I truly mean it. It's I, I have a, a position where I'm able to be myself. I'm able to grow different skills. I'm able to build personal projects that connects with the work. Um, and I'm able to partner with other um, organizations, such as um, your organization, such as um, Center for Employment um, Innovation, and to do all about community building. And being a community builder is important. That, that, that segues into my next question. What are the values um, and, and the passion, I would say, yeah, values and skill passions that a community builder should have um, when moving forward into this area of work? 
Yeah, uh, when I think of art, I don't know whether it's like skills or passions or whatever, but I was raised by a politician and to even get into office, you need votes. Mm -hmm. So you need to rally people to give you the votes to get into that. Yeah. In that sense, that is also where my passion for community came from. Right. You know, I saw the work that my mother did Mm -hmm. And I, when I always think of like a community builder, she's been out of politics now for about 10 years, but still is as involved. But mm -hmm. I always think of that community builder as someone who has that ability to mobilize others. So you're going mm -hmm. above and beyond. And, you know, you almost represent that kind of quiet determination that inspires others to act. So you're leading by example right so that for me is what i think of like a uh, community builder because we always say you know what all these things but it's you need to walk the talk yes but even yeah. as you're walking that talk you're inspiring others to be like oh he's doing it like let me do it like what am i doing on this you know yeah. so that that for me is what i think a community builder is Wow. But well said. Well said. Bravo. Stand ovation. That that that's really good to 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 share that and and to know that you come from a family of community builders, um, which is which gives you that passion. Um and some people don't have that opportunity, but we're fortunate sometimes um to be surrounded and and, and connected. And and I totally agree. Make sure you have a, a body of allies, persons who support the work that you're doing, um, who's going to connect you with other people. And that's how um, I got connected with you because I heard about what you're doing and, and hearing what um, what spaces you're in and stuff like that. And I said, like, oh, no, I need to know who this Judah person is and I need to um, connect and I need to make that connection from a from a friendship level, from personal connection. Just it's it's all about the connection that brings us um, together. Community, yeah. and you know, as we close today at Tweet to Lead a New Podcast, we always try to leave a quote, saying, or passion that will inspire our community to move forward. So, Mr. Jonah, what is that quote, word, or saying that you will leave for us as we continue to be inspired? I actually have two things. Maybe I guess I could quote. And then also like a tip or something like that. You mentioned something about connections, but yes. I'll start with that tip. So although it is up to us individually to create our destiny, it is through the connections with others that elevates us all to personal and professional joy. So that mm -hmm. is definitely like a tip for anyone yeah. out there who's listening. Yeah. And a quote is really one that, most recently, I read and I really loved it's from uh, Martin Luther King's daughter. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and I quote, what we need to do is learn to respect and embrace our differences until our differences do not make a difference in how we are treated. That's from Yolanda King. Wow. It's so powerful, especially for the work that I do. Yeah. But also for everything that I mentioned today around understanding others and also understanding ourselves. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. 
understanding others to understand understanding ourselves in order to and also to understand others connection it's all about connecting the work in order to move forward wow juna this has been an amazing conversation definitely i have to welcome you on back onto this conversation and to another podcast that i host at my work um the neighborhood conversation but it's all bringing it all together into the neighborhood in order to connect in order to bring vibrant energy in order for us to make impactful action causes. And at Tweet the Leader New Podcast, we try to welcome on leaders and, and bring them on just to hear their thoughts. And I thank you so much for coming on to today's podcast episode. And we look forward to connecting soon. Thank you so uh, much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much.